say it doesn't affect true faith. Whether our circumstances are good or bad, it doesn't affect true faith. If it affects our faith, then our faith needs to be stronger in the Word of God and in the confidence that we have in His reality. So faith is not based on human feeling, but rather it is based squarely on the fact of what God says. Your faith stands in this truth. What God says is true. And what God says he will do. So when we see in his word, the revelation of God, his plan, his message, his path, his victory, that is the building of our faith. Because that's what our faith rests in. It doesn't rest in anything else that anybody else has said or anybody else has taught. It rests only in the Word of God. I've preached a message over the years at various times that I call, Say What God Says. When there's a question that comes up in your life, the answer you need is right here in this Word. And you need to say what God says. Now say what you've been taught to say, not passage, some passage that you've learned by heart to say when things are difficult. But what you need to know is what the Word of God says. And when you find what the Word of God says, believe that, stand on that. For without that faith in God's Word, in the revelation of His truth, without that faith it is impossible to believe in the Bible says. Now here's the definition of faith given it to us. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, I've seen all kinds of amplifications, explanations based on this definition of faith. And some of the definitions that people have given from faith extrapolated from Hebrews 11 1 are, are pretty good. But I've not found one yet that surpasses just what the Bible says. And it's just this simple. Hebrews 11, when faith is the substance of things hoped for. You don't think of faith as a substance. You faith, think of faith as just an idea, a concept. A substance is something that is solid. That is substance. This is air. But the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the assurance, the guarantee that I can tell you that something is right here. You don't see it. It's not there. But this is substance. This pulpit is here. This pulpit is here. You see it. I'm slamming on it. We know it. It's positive. This is substance. And the Bible says that faith is a substance. It is as sure, as certain as anything that's this solid. It's as sure as this tile I'm standing on. As sure as the wood in the salt. As sure as the carpet on this floor. As sure as the clothes on your back. It is just that certain. It's just that positive. Faith is substance. It is the substance of things hoped for. Our expectations for the future are assured to us by faith. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence. The evidence of things not seen. I'm giving you the King James. All the other translations are good, but none of them quite reach the King James in my estimation. It is the evidence. I am not telling you that it's an evidence that you get up on the witness stand and testify to in court. And they're going to say, oh yeah, that makes the case of your faith. I, I wish that were true sometimes. It doesn't. No, I, 
himself. And this is what he says about himself. He that comes to me, he who comes to the Lord, must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you don't believe that God is real, in control, all-powerful, omniscient, all-glorious, if you don't believe that about God, you don't have a basis for praying. There's no need to pray if you're just talking into the air. But if you're talking into the ears and into the heart of an almighty God who created the universe and who can do all things, then you have a right to expect, here's somebody who can answer this prayer. Here's somebody who has the power to do all things, and he can answer the prayer that I'm praying right now. It's the evidence. Faith is the evidence. The substance, the evidence. It is the guarantee. It's the guarantee that God is who he says he is, that God will do what he says he will do, and that God's plan for the universe is going to come to fulfillment because God said it, and what God says is always going to happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, the 11th chapter of Hebrews, and what I've been talking about, the verses that I gave you after the ones that I gave you references for, are all in the first part of the 11th chapter of Hebrews. It's the great faith chapter. In that chapter, it is said again and again, and by faith, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So Abel overcame the pride of the world because, of, because instead of, of, of being surrendered to the will of man and the, the will of the enemy, giving in to Cain, Cain, in jealousy of his brother, pushed him and killed his brother. But by faith, Abel's 
faith. That's what will draw you close to God and make you a victorious Christian. But faith is necessary to live for Him. Because if you didn't live for God by faith, there would be so many things that overwhelm you and overcome you. You would be swallowed up in all of those elements of the world. So you have to stand on faith and believe that what God says is true. And when there's a question about something, you've got to go see what God says about it. And what God says about it is what the fact is. It's not what's in the newspaper. 
doesn't walk in his in the gift of faith. It isn't always there. It's there the discretion and the determination of the Holy Spirit. But when it is there, and in that moment, God's going to heal. God's going to deliver. God's going to make free. That's why we pray for the gifts of the Spirit to work through us, that we want to be recipients, that we want to be channels of the Holy Spirit so he can pour out his blessing and power and victory and mighty miracles upon people in their lives. We want the gift of faith to operate through us. That's just one part of faith. Daily, everyday faith is something that we can develop and cultivate. We can develop the, the gift of faith by turning to the Lord and asking God to use us with that gift, that manifestation of the Spirit coming through us. But the, the, the daily faith, we can learn in a practical sense. We can develop it, strengthen it, strengthen it in the Word, strengthen it in prayer, strengthen it by believing God and expecting it. And then when God does one thing, know that that's the proof that God is showing us that he'll do more, do more and do even greater things. So faith working through us tells us that we will not give up. Daily, everyday faith, I believe it. I believe it can just be expressed in faithfulness as much as in faith. Daily, everyday faith is a faith that won't give up. That's, the, that's what you've got to have. That's the faith you have to have every day. Because there's a chance you have an opportunity every day to give up. You have an opportunity in many conversations to give up. To give up the message. To give up the testimony. To give up the truth. Not to stand for that which is foundation that we understand. We all have that. If you keep quieter, you can speak up. You have an opportunity every day. But the true daily faith that we want to live by and live in, that God gives us by His Holy Spirit, that as we practice, it grows and develops and flows over and becomes greater and greater in our lives. That's the overwhelming faith. Daily, the stronger we use, the
Pastor, well, I've been praying about this. They said, well, 